there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain. And we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Wow. So, um... Montezuma's revenge and all. Um, luckily, we have you back in one piece. Like that's really all we care about here. <laughs> Want to keep us uh, abreast on how your sister's wedding went and your week in Mexico was? <laughs> um, yes. Funny you should ask. No. Uh, first of all, I just want to start off by saying I apologize for missing recording last week. But as you all likely know, if you follow us on Instagram now, um, I was literally vomiting in the street and shitting my brains out with Montezuma's Revenge. So um, we thought it best on top of the lack of stable Wi-Fi um, to just call it for the week while I I literally was chugging Pedialyte for like a week straight. Uh, oh my God. But, but I will say I was damn skinny for that wedding. So I saw the photos. You were looking real good with that sun-kissed skin. I love that brown dress you were wearing. You look really thank good you, in like you. the satin silk vibe. Like it's very like flattering on your body. Thank you. That's like my new thing, the cowl neck situation. Mm-hmm. Um, satin dress. I bought a couple for this trip and I, and I was like, okay, this this is like my new look. So mm. just warning everybody, I'm not wearing the same thing in every picture that you see from here on out, but that is my new thing. Um but yeah, like w- without going into too much detail, it was it was a crazy week for sure. There was just like so much going on, obviously with the wedding and you know just maid of honor stuff. But um, I got very sick. <laughs> I got Yikes. so sick, like to the point where I, I didn't eat, I couldn't eat for days. Seriously? And again, yeah, it was like three days of of Pedialyte, and that's about it. And the oh second I tried God. to eat, let it, well, I'll save everyone the details, but it was not good. Um, and then at one point, we, I was trying to leave dinner. I was like begging my mom to take me home. And we, I was like in the car and we got extorted by a cop. <laughs> so um, let me start off by saying, don't understand the Tulum hype. For those of you who love it, I'm so glad. For those of you who have not been but are thinking about going because you see the fake news all over Instagram, um, I implore you to do more research because it's like beautiful and, you know, there's like aesthetics that, you know, it's all the like the neutral vibe and um, it's it's like I, I get the appeal, but at the same time, it was just so different than I thought. Like I pictured it to be like Bali, Maddie, and I, I know you've been there. So, you know, for those of our, for our listeners who have been there, then maybe this will mean something to you. But I feel like it's like trying to be Bali, but it's like 20 years away. Fine. Maybe like five, 10 years away, but like it is years away from being there from an infrastructure perspective, from a... Mm culture perspective just like it's it's literally go there take a couple of influencer pictures and then like dip um like we were walking through rubble and mud because there are no sidewalks the streets are not paved wow Mm -hmm. we were all staying at like different hotels Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I was going to ask, like, were you guys staying at like resorts, hotels, or did you guys do like Airbnbs? Like what was the situation? So, so, oh, sorry. So we, um, there were 16 of us that stayed at the actual villa where the wedding was. And then some people had Airbnb, some people had hotels, but like, again, like the infrastructure has not made it to anywhere away from like the hotel zone yet. Um, we were closer to downtown just cause it was closer to the villa. Um, and the event, the, like the wedding venue, but, and so I cannot speak for the hotel zone and like if they have Wi-Fi problems or power outages or anything like that, because I didn't stay there. They do not have paved roads or sidewalks though. Um, but Damn. <laughs> by us, like there was there was one morning where like the the power literally went out for I want to say like four or five minutes, which is a really long time for power to be out. Mm. And I thought it was just us. And then like we had like this huge WhatsApp chat with like 40 something people in it. And everyone was like, hey, is your power out? Hey, is your power out? Hey, is your power? So like all of us lost power at the same time. Wow. So it was just like, again, like I'm picturing Bali, which is like still very much not a first world country. Yeah. But, it's still a developing country. I think Indonesian but, but in general. Yeah. But it makes it look like it's like New York High City end. compared. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it was just like shocking. And it is so expensive. Like I'm talking $25 cocktails. Oh, that is surprising. Um, is it just because like touristy areas, like they upcharge? So I think it's, I think it's just Tulum in general. Like I read a statistic somewhere that Tulum is the most expensive city in the world for taxis, for example. And it's because they know like you don't have an option and it's apparently like safer to take a cab a lot of places because the cops don't extort them. Like ah. my mom got extorted. Oh, so as I'm vomiting, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm literally throwing up in the street. Sorry for the the graphic image, but I'm so sick. I'm throwing up in the street, begging my mom to take me home. The cops come and like take our license plate off the car and are like, pay us a hundred dollars <gasps> or you have to like, or like we're going to tow the car and you have to go get it tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. Oh then like God. a couple of other people on the way back to the airport, they got stopped and the cops were like, you were speeding. We're going to take you back to the station. They were like 30 minutes away from the station, like the t- Tulum. They were like, either you come with us, miss your flight and get processed or $150 a piece. So it's just like corruption is very real. Um, again, God like the infrastructure damn. isn't great. Then like, and the other thing is like, there's so many developers that are obviously pouring money into this place because there's like construction everywhere, right? Yeah. But they're very clearly just like worried about the Instagram ability of it. And they're not necessarily like, they're mm-hmm. not giving the people the skills, right? So like, and again, I'm not trying to shit on it. It is a beautiful place, but like, I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying like, not what I expected. Um, interesting. But yeah, interesting. Okay. So yes. uh, extortion, real thing out there. Be careful. Ex- <laughs> extortion, dysentery, bring charcoal uh, pills with you. Do not drink the yikes. water. Do not brush your teeth with the water. Um, But yeah, I mean, the wedding was beautiful all in all. And um, (laughs) I'm I'm really shitting my brains out and um, dealing with the popo. um, It was still a beautiful (laughs) wedding, you know? No, so I I actually was like fine by the day of the wedding, but I was like super sick up until that point. So 
I saw Grateful. the photos of your sister, and I will have to say, if Jules, you are listening, you looked absolutely gorgeous. The dress was gorgeous. I love sort of that like feather overlay that she had. Mm-hmm. I guess it was like a um, very dramatic piece added on yes. um, for the reception. Wow. Like what a vision in white. Oh, I mean, that was always the dress. That was actually the first one that she tried on. And it was like a like a sample room that we added on to our dress shopping trip at the last minute. First wow. one she tried on, I literally was like, okay, that's it. We're done. Like we're done here. This is this is the dress. And I was just like, th- there is also just no other option for this particular wedding. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just, it was just perfect. It was like so Tulum. It was like so over the top. And the thing is, she was like, oh, everyone's asking me like what dress I chose. And I was like, don't show them because it's not a dress that really like. I feel like 99.9% of the population would, myself included, would have looked like shit in that dress and it would not have made sense. Mm-hmm. And it was just perfect for everything again, for the setting, for the nature of the wedding. It was like more chill mm. for Tulum. And so it, it was like beautiful. Um, yeah. God damn. So yeah. And also like for our listeners, like Jules is like the most phenomenal body that pretty much everyone hates her for <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> My mother-in-law. Bitch. Hi, Rosemary. I know you're listening. Uh, she texted me. It was like skinny bitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm related to her. Like that's my sister. I'm the ugly sister. And, I, like, and I'm not ugly, right? Not. So. <laughs> Yeah, like I just, look, we 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 can all say right. I was not blessed with the same bodily genes as that girl was, which is just sad. I don't know but, where she got those genes from because most of the people on this planet have not been blessed with genes like your sister no. has been blessed with. No. So, <sighs> bitch. No, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, but I'm back. I'm home. I have I have recovered. So, which is I gained the weight back. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, stop! At least you're like healthy and living life, and no longer have to worry about um, dysentery. (laughs) My God! Oh my Um, gosh, guys! I also like Pedialyte is sold like in the coolers at the not the grocery store at like Seven Eleven. So it, I, it's like really a thing. It's a thing. A hundred percent. It's like very much a thing. But I've never knock on wood. I'm usually not one to get sick. And so it was like a cruel joke. Oh, it sucks. But peeling yeah. out. I mean, every time I go to Egypt, um, I always tend to get sick. Um, so it's actually really funny. There's like this like drug that my mom always has on hand. It's like an antiparasitic. <laughs> um, so like every time we go down there, once I get sick, she's like, here you go. Start popping these like candy. <laughs> It's just a thing you have to like be concerned about when you go to a developing the developing world, right? Or parts of the developing world. Um, Okay. On that note, for our listeners, um, as I'm sure you all heard on our Monday episode, we've changed up the theme or structure of our episodes moving forward. So no more BBQs during our Wednesday normal programming, um, but we will be kind of getting straight into our subjects. And this week... I am really excited to talk about the latest and greatest from Netflix that has become like a meme extraordinaire, um, Tinder Swindler. And 
And I really hope that in the haze of Montezuma's revenge that you experienced <laughs> over the past week, um, I really hope that you were able to carve out some time to watch it and hopefully that you loved it as much as I did. Yes. So I actually watched it before I left for Mexico. Nice. Um, and so keep me honest here because there might be like a couple of like important details that I uh, am missing, but Basically, um, it kind of follows, I think it's two women in particular. One of them was, is it Camille? Am I remembering her name correctly? I believe so. Yeah. Um, There was Camille and then there was another girl. It starts with a P. I can't think of what her name is right now. Um, But basically, they match with this guy, um, Samuel? It's Cecile. It's uh, Cecile Cecile. um, and Pernilla. And then there was the third one, Aileen. Aileen. Because it was the third one. I think she was the girl at the end who took his clothing and like sold it on eBay. Okay. I don't remember that. So you're going to have to fill in the blanks. But basically there's this guy who um, he matches with women on Tinder and then he, you know, he dates them, right? He dates them for a month or Mm -hmm. two months or three months and, you know, spoils them and tells them that he is a billionaire's son, the king of, the king of diamonds, um, whose last Mm -hmm. name is, is also Leviev. Um, And, you know, he takes them on private jets and he, you know, sweeps them off their feet to Greece for the weekend or whatever it might be and really embodies this billionaire, excuse me, not millionaire, billionaire's lifestyle. And then suddenly is like, oh my gosh, I'm in a war with another like blood diamond distributor and I I need cash because they froze my assets. And then like these women have just been completely swindled out of you know, hundreds of thousands um, of, of dollars dollar. worth of money. And I mean, I think I think the overall amount that he's managed to steal from people is like 10 million. Is that right? Yeah, it's close yeah. to 10 million, which is like yeah. kind of crazy to me that you've kept this scheme up so long that you were able to swindle 10 uh, million cumulatively across like plethora of countries uh, and women. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it either, but we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, so $10 million um, and... and I mean, these women are basically just telling their story, right? And so um, Cecile, not Camille, Cecile is the one who said, you know, she contacted the, basically the biggest like media company in Sweden, Norway, in Norway. And she, she just wants her story to be told so that she can basically like blow this guy's cover, right? Um, And then it turns out that he's also doing it to Pernilla. And long story short, I believe it's like a Ponzi scheme, right? Where he took Cecile's money and mm-hmm. spent it on Pernilla, then took Pernilla's mm-hmm. money and spent it on, you know, the next one, maybe it was Eileen, maybe it wasn't, and then so on and so forth. And so that's how he's able to like get your trust by saying like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm spending all, he's spending everyone's money on these private jets and the four seasons and blah, blah, blah. And then when that money runs out, then he does it again. And so, um, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think that I would be smart enough. And, and I'm not saying that they're not smart, right? Because I feel like at first mm-hmm. when I like saw the reviews or whatever, heard about this, I was like, how fucking dumb do you have to be? <laughs> right? But then I like watched it and I was like, I feel like in the moment, especially when you're vulnerable and you know you think that this person cares about you and you've seen like, oh yeah, he's got the money to back it up. Like, I don't know. I really questioned whether or not I would actually be able to I, to know the difference and mm-hmm. is it like right of me to judge them? But I would like to think that I would be like, no, I'm not giving you, you know, I'm not going to give you my down payment on a house. 
yeah. to fly somewhere? I, think, I don't know. I, what, what do you think? Do you think you would have fallen for it? Uh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you the reason why, because A, I'm not comfortable with debt in any way, shape or form. Okay. <laughs> um, this is true. And I have like my own traumas with money, um, in, re- in relation to like men having sort of like a power over me, me in that way. Cause my dad used to use money as a way to control my mom. So like I have a very, very, um, hard boundary when it comes to money. And mm-hmm. so, um, I'm, I would say I'm pretty generous overall with like people that I love. And I mean, you can potentially speak yeah. to that. I would hope, but, no, but like, you didn't transfer any money to my account. <laughs> Like if someone I know and love and trust is going through something, hands down, we'll give them the money. But if I'm dating someone and out of nowhere, they're telling me that they need X, Y, Z and they want me. I think what was most alarming is that he told her to like pull out loans of like 20,000, 30,000, 50. Like that to me was crazy. And I was like, nope. I would have been like, good luck, figure it out. You probably have other rich friends that you can like deal with or considering that even though they've frozen your assets, I'm pretty sure you could still get a loan from whatever like rich world loan scheme shit you could figure (laughs) out on your own. Um, I do think though, after watching this, the biggest thing for me was the feeling I got of how terrible someone has to be to take advantage of like the human psychological base need for love and turn it against them in such an ultimate betrayal. Like that for me, I think was very awe shocking. Like just that emotional impact of, you know, like we all inherently want to be loved, right? Unconditionally. And to see someone take that and twist it for their own financial benefit. And like, financial benefit to an extreme like that it was 10 million dollars that this dude swindled overall you know I what I mean, mean. It, that's crazy also like he isn't a looker right and on <sighs> top of it like the fact that he went so far into the scam like how didn't he think up of like another way to scam people that was like potentially a little less involvement, right? So the fact is like he had to create this whole persona. He had to text them consistently. He had to keep his stories aligned with probably the plethora of women that he was dating oh at the time. God, he actually slept with them, showing them that he cared. Like this was like involvement. You know what I mean? Like you could scam people for a lot less. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean, I... I totally agree that the the level of just like deception that he went to is, I mean, I mean, this, this is his job, right? Because I was like, who has time for that? And I'm like, oh, wait, I mean, if this is your job, this is your job. Um, but I think the other thing that's just crazy to me is how he was able to just like move so freely around the world when he, like every mm-hmm. country wanted this man, right? And even mm-hmm. even like Israel, where he's from, he's been mm-hmm. on their like most wanted list or whatever for a really long time. And I just how 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 like brilliant was he? And obviously, I know he used his 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 intelligence for horrible. But to be able to create this, to find a way around people googling you, and it, it, like yeah, it's it's well, it's it's very very scary. And then sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was gonna say the whole like pretending to be like this diamond king's son yeah. and like manipulating the yeah. photos and like. 
I also think that there is a certain level of diligence that these women like had go out the window because once you like actions speak louder the word than words and the fact that he yeah. showed them and showered them with affection and with like gifts and like showcasing how wealthy he was like Fine. that was probably one of the biggest factors for them of like not doing their due diligence and looking the other way because it's like oh well look at he's spending so much so this has to be real you know yeah yeah I, I, so I think one of the things that is like mind boggling to me was that he just got banned from Tinder. Like after the Netflix thing went down, like what? Like did nobody inform Tinder about this before this is went down? Like I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. Or did Tinder I, not take action? So that's the thing. Nobody really knows. My assumption yeah. is that these women must have like said something. Must, I hope so. How many women did he get involved with in order to scam $10 million? Right. So like there has to have been like a plethora, mm. like I want to say like minimum of like a hundred, right? Minimum. So to tell me that after like dating all these women and scamming them, like nobody came forward is wild. Not only did he get banned from Tinder, Simon Hayut, which is his real name, was also banned from dating sites and apps under Match Group because Tinder is part of the Match Group company. Um, so he got banned from Match. He got banned from Plenty of Fish. He got banned from Hinge. He got banned from OkCupid. Um, what about and Bumble? People are, I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> Keep thing. an I eye out for him on other. Bumble, friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, people were insinuating that he got banned off of um, other socials like Instagram, but supposedly he came out and said that he deactivated um, his account himself because he wants to like take time to say his own story, which I'm yeah, like, yeah, well, I, there's like no way. <laughs> so I actually saw that because um, you know I was watching it, and so I went on Instagram and I was like, is this motherfucker still on there? And he was. He didn't have any posts. And oh he said, like, God. I'm going to tell the real story or something. And I was like, this guy's on Instagram. What is happening? Like, I don't know. It almost feels like a little bit irresponsible, too, for people to, like, not inform. Again, if that's what happened. Like, you're working on this story. You're working on this documentary for years, I can presume. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're not going to proactively reach out. I don't know. That was weird to me. But, I mean, he needs to be banned for everything. For life. He needs to be in jail, right? And it's just... For how many years? It is... It is so scary. Ten million dollars yeah. this guy got away from. Like, oh, yeah. I, and the I, fact I, that he invested so that. much time. He invested. Well, like so I said, this much was his full time job. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's um, crazy. But yeah, like, it just I, I do feel for these girls. But there is a part, like I said, there is a part of me that likes to believe that I would like not fall for it. But how? How do you? How do you let this happen? I don't get it. I just don't get it. So funny enough, you bring up the women. Um, when I was doing my initial research, they actually have a GoFundMe page um, that they put up once the documentary went live, um, <sighs> asking for a combined 600,000 pounds, which um, they've been able to raise about 140,000 of that so far. And people have actually donated. But let me read some of these comments. Uh, I hope the victims come out of this as winners, monsters who cause us to meet karma one day. Um, I'm a Christian man. I want you to know not all men would do this to you. Um, I hope someone, <laughs> someone um, was just like, you go girls. But someone else had said, uh, I'm so sorry you went through this. I hate this guy. What a disgusting person. Well done for telling everyone about him. But someone also said, hey, girlies, next time, like, 
you know, don't give um, money to, to the men. And I was like, oh, some women like actually are on here saying these types of things. Like you're a dumbass? Like, oh, basically. I um, like, I, sorry. No, go for it. I would just say, I appreciate that they are, you know, informing people. I appreciate that they've been through shit, but also like sometimes the whole GoFundMe thing really annoys me. It's like, you're playing on my empathy mm-hmm. to write sometimes like in this particular case, like you're wrong or you're bad. Like, and, and no offense, like fucking avocados are about to be about $8 an avocado. Like I don't necessarily have, no, I don't have like you know money to just be donating to people who like, sorry, we're like dumb enough to get scammed by this guy. I, I know that that's really cruel, but like there are so many other things. Like I, I, I donate a lot of money or I don't know. I donate money yeah. to, to like animal rescues all the time and stuff like that. But it's like, I feel like that is something that is like a worthwhile donation in my personal view. But like, yeah. this was a decision that you, you knowingly made. It's not like, Hey, I was robbed. I, they were robbed in a sense, but you know what I'm saying? It's not like, Oh, I left the yeah. house and came home and like my house was burned down or whatever. Or like I was robbed on the street and happened to have a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like you, like you actively made this decision. And I kind of feel like looking to other people, especially during a time of like, dude, like inflation's real. Avocados yeah. are now banned. And like my millennial ass, Girl, you, like I, went that, I just like that's like avocados unfair. from Trader Joe's this week. <laughs> No, I wouldn't bought so many. <laughs> no, but you know, it's again, like I, I know that, and I know that we're like, we are privileged women and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that like my avocados are worth more than whatever, but like that, that doesn't yeah. me. I have to be honest. That really, it actually kind of pisses me off that you're now leveraging this. Oh, I just want my story out there. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm also going to try to hit you up for some cash because I'm fucking dumb and couldn't keep my legs closed. Oh, sorry. I think that I know. I don't think that's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's kind of interesting you say that because I've seen some people on TikTok um, and Twitter, like there are people on both sides of the aisle, right? People who are like very supportive of these women and want to help and offer them. And then there's the other side that's like, you fell for this scam. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but you did. And then there's the other part where I think I'm a part of that camp where I'm just like, this dude manipulated once again, like a core human need and basis. And like, I, I think like he's a disgusting fucking monster. Of course. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do think it's kind of weird that they're like, okay, well now since we got this publicity, we're now going to see if like people will help us pay off this debt. When in actuality, I think that they should like go and sue him and get the money from him, but I'm sure he has no money himself, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Listen, that's the thing that bothers me. I feel for them. He's awful. I can't believe this guy is... I actually just read he got signed with an agent. Oh, yeah. Recently. This week, I think it was. Yeah, That is the problem with the world. Like, I'm just going to leave that there. We're not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole Hmm. today because clearly I'm on one. But it's just like... I just feel like this is one of those things where, yeah, like you're exploiting the publicity that you got. And, And like, look... It's just, it's not, it's not, it's not the responsibility of other people who look again, maybe, maybe you don't care about, maybe you have the money to pay for, for your new avocado costs and whatever it is, but and you're tied 
pods are going up. But um, no, I'm joking. I'm half joking. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think it's annoying. And I think it's like, if I made a bad investment, right? Let's compare it to that. I know that's not necessarily the same situation, but like if I made a decision to put my money in, I'm trying to think of like a stock that we all thought was going to be great and went to shit. Peloton? I don't know. I was actually thinking Peloton. Okay, fine. Peloton. Because yeah. I like Peloton. Peloton makes me feel great. Peloton makes me feel good about my body and blah, 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 all the above. Then Peloton decides to go to shit. I'm not going to start a GoFundMe because I made a bad decision with my money. Or should I? So I'm pissed about it. I don't think that anyone should be donating. I think that we should be supporting these women. And I think that like, you know, from a, from a like solidarity perspective, but you're not getting my avocado money. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's hilarious. Like there are definitely some people on here who are really supportive. Um, and then there are some people who there's this one person who donated 95 pounds and was like, never give your money to a man ladies. And that was it. And I was like, (laughs) just got to add in their two cents there. (laughs) Thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, this whole thing is 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 quite um, comical, really. It's just weird. I think the whole thing is weird. But on that note, thank God you and I got married before like the dating app was a thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've I've never been on Tinder. I've never been on Bumble. Well, hold on, hold on. I have very much been on those websites or those apps, excuse me. Um, but it's really, I'm just like swiping for my friends and, mm-hmm. you know, judging profiles, which is kind of makes me feel like shit. But, um, and, and, you know, I know that we both heard, I think everyone's probably heard at least one, if not more horror stories, you know, I think there's uh-huh. the emotional ramifications of like, and just fear of being ghosted, which I think is just disgusting. Yeah. Um, and there's catfishing, right? Like, and I guess knowing that that's a thing, fine. Like, okay, fine. You're really 5'8". Like we always have this joke with one of our friends who's like, oh, he says he's 5'10". That means he's 5'7 and a half or like 5'8". Um, yeah. But I just feel like this is like such an extreme oh, yeah. case of catfishing. And I want to know what Neve thinks about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, girl, I, as you know, went down the rabbit hole. Um, Not surprised. And this shit really had me in my fucking feelings. Um, So weirdly enough, similar to the term tiger mom. And if you know, you know, um, catfishing is also a recent term um, that Mm -hmm. was coined in 2010 by by our dearest Nev Shulman, um, who came out with the documentary Catfish. And then, of course, the term became more popular with his MTV show um, Mm -hmm. as it rose to fame. And so... I think what's important here is that we define what catfishing is because it's such a range, right? Like there's the really benign type of catfishing where, you know, you lie about your height, your weight. Some people will utilize like a picture from when they were like 10 years younger, you know, Um, to someone completely creating a different persona, utilizing photos of someone who's attractive online and trying to impersonate others. Um, and I think what was most alarming is when I started reading the statistics around catfishing mm-hmm. and actually how 
common this shit is. Um, and note, like, there are several sources out there, each one of them kind of having their own stats to rely on. Like, the FBI has its own stats. The oh FTC, gosh. the Federal Trade Commission, has its own stats. The Better Business Bureau has its own stats. Um, and then, of course, there are some... Um, Surveys or studies that are based on like a small percentage, like sample percentage of the population. So some of these stats, you know, take with a grain of salt. And then others, of course, you know, coming from the FBI and Better Business Bureau, et cetera, like I think have a little bit more heft to them. But um, I'm just going to like read out a few of these stats so that you can be as alarmed as I was as I was going down this rabbit hole. Okay. So one, dating apps account for 38% of catfishing victims. Online relationship statistics reveal that 10% of new accounts on free dating sites are fake. Online catfishing facts reveal that 53% of Americans have lied on their profile, which, I mean, like, let's be real. We've talked about, like, the benign form of lying of, like, height, weight, et cetera. Um, So I'm not surprised by how high this one is. Um, I mean, I use filters, so my Instagram is a lie. (laughs) See, like, no, it's, it's not a lie. lie. But, it's not a lie. But, <laughs> but like, like I said, when, when, when we joined the call today, I was like, oh, I was just on a Zoom with my like face face smoothing feature. <laughs> this is not what I look like. This is not what I look like. So, um, but sorry. is that really uh-huh. catfishing though? It's no. just like smoothing the face. Um, so here's, here's where things get a little bit more darker. Um, in the U S women over the age of 40 are the most common catfishing victims and then catfishing. This is the biggest one I'm going to end with catfishing results in the biggest financial losses to victims compared to other online crimes. The FTC, the federal trade commission data shows romance scams, AKA catfishing has hit record high this year with $547 million reported lost in 2021. I, $547 million? Where, yeah, who and has that's in that 2021 money? alone. Guys, I don't understand wh- how people are just so willing to give their avocado money away. Like, this is so confusing to me. Uh, <laughs> really? I, okay, so can I tell you what I took out of this? Besides the fact that I'm mm. apparently a catfish because I use the face or the skin smoothing feature on, on Zoom at work. <laughs> Um, but uh, shit, I can't believe I'm a catfish. No, but no, but seriously, like, I feel like what I took out of this is like, I'm very, fe- like, I'm fearful for our for society because we're dumb. Yeah. Like, and so just thinking about these stats in relation to, you know, the show Catfish, the documentary, because I've spent lots of time watching that, you know, back in the day. Mm. And I remember thinking like, and this is before I feel like the world was online. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like the world was online, but the world wasn't online, right? Like, and I know this because in 2010, when Catfish came out, like I was still in college, like Instagram was not even a thing when I was in college. Yes, I'm old. Um, But like, I remember, I I always think like, how do you not figure that out? How do you not realize like, oh, this person lives in like Atlanta and their wife, their video never works, but their phone does. Well, I think the other thing to note too is that like we grew up at the perfect time between like our generation is the only generation that 
played with toys as kids and then yeah. saw the transition to online. So we were there when the biggest fears of parents was like, be careful who you talk to online, be careful with your online activities. So like, I feel like there's like a trauma in our generation around like what we do online. And there was like that whole rhetoric around, be careful what you put online because it will go, like it will haunt you later on and stuff. Well, I feel like I mean, the younger cancel culture it does. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. But I feel like with Gen Z and the later generations that grew up with phones in their hand, like literally shooting out of the womb with a phone in their hands, um, it's a very, very different way and relationship with the internet than the relationship that we had with the internet and very different from the generation prior to us. Fair. So it like makes sense to me that like women over the age of 40 are the most common catfishing victims, right? Just because I think that their, their general like technical literacy is not quite as advanced as like, that was a really good sentence, by the way. I'm impressed with myself. Uh, I'm (laughs) like, whoa, look at me. Big words. (laughs) Um, No, but I, right. So that, that makes sense to me, but I guess like the, what's her name? Cecile and Pernilla. Bitch, you're a millennial. You grew yeah. up with Google too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's I, what was interesting too, is like they're part of our age group. Um, so yeah, I mean, but then again, I would say that it's probably like a different form of catfishing because like this is an extreme, yes. right? Yes. This is like yes. this dude impersonated, like created a completely different persona and also had the, oh the cash to back it up. And yeah. Like, like there, there was credibility. Exactly. He built up credit. I think that's why it's mm-hmm. so insidious, this whole thing yeah. as a scam, is because he built that credibility in order to start swindling them. Um, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this guy, if he was smart, I don't know. I mean, he, yeah. he's smart, right? I think it's clear that he's really yeah. smart. But like... I don't know if I'm about to give him an idea, but I feel like if he really wanted to like make his own money out of this and make success, he could just turn this into like the ultimate sales seminar. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Right, like, like that's all you need to do, Simon. You don't need to like, act. You don't need to swindle. You could literally just train people on how to sell someone on something. Yeah, he's like the Jordan Belfort, but of like it, scams, yeah, exactly. right? So he could he could probably even do a seminar on like how to not fall for catfishes. Make bank. Yeah, I feel like people would do that shit too. But um, like mm-hmm. how, okay. So again, I feel like to, to, to wrap this up or not to wrap this up, but like to move this forward. How are people falling for these catfish scams? Do we know? Yeah. What is it? Is it? Like what are the factors that would make someone more vulnerable to being like catfish basically? Sure. Yes. Right. Um, I, I gave so you one is... really good sentence before, so I feel like now my my articulation is like <laughs> <laughs> it's like down it's downhill from here. No, 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 no. I I totally get it. Um, so this is an interesting um topic because I feel like there's several directions that you could take this in. Um, okay. But I'll talk about like the two main studies that I found during my rabbit hole of research. Um, so one review, which was published in the Clinical Practice and Epidemiology and Mental Health Journal, and mind you, this was done by the Department of Medical Science, in particular Surgery and Neurosciences at the University of Siena in Italy. And what they did is they looked at 12 studies and found that 63% of social media users... Um, and 3% of the general population report having been a victim of at least being catfished once. Um, and then some of the psychological variables that they were able to pull um, that appear to be associated with the risk of being scammed 
um, includes being of the female gender. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) One point against us being middle-aged, um, having higher levels of neuroticism, like being typically anxious. Yeah, I know. Shit. I'm three for three. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> We're <laughs> I'm fucked. Three for three at this point. You are not middle aged. Um, stop it. Um, tendencies to for like romantic idealization, aka you know that friend who's like the the like romantic. Oh my god! Um, so you're screwed. I'm fine. Yeah, like the hopeless romantic. <laughs> um, and then sensation seeking. So, you know, those who are like adrenaline junkies, for example. Um, impulsiveness and susceptibility to addiction. So essentially okay. it's like a layer of vulnerability of like being able to get swept up in the intoxicating nature of the formation of new love. Cause you know, like when you fall in love, there's like neuro like chemicals in the brain that get released that are very similar Serotonin. to Yes. Well, serotonin, and I think there's certain levels of, um, dopamine as well that get released, um, Uh. which mimic the way that the brain would be if it were on, um, I can't remember specifically the drug. I think it was. Is it ecstasy, MDMA? I think it's ecstasy. I can't remember if it was cocaine or MDMA, but it's just like drugs, right? So it's like, if you have susceptibility to addiction, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that intoxicating nature of it. Okay. I, um, I'm feeling really good about this, by the way. So female, yes. Middle age, almost there. Higher levels of neuroticism. <laughs> absolutely. Not, uh, I'm not a hopeless romantic, so we're good there. I would not say that I'm insu- impulsive and I am not susceptible or since I'm not like an adrenaline junkie, junkie. and I hate people. Yeah. So I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. I think we're both good, and okay. also, you know, we're married, so that's pretty much the biggest well, factor too, against semantics. That, so. Semantics. <laughs> just, um, just gotta prepare for the future. Gotta, I gotta, I gotta be ready for whatever's coming. So, okay, All just right. in case. But just in we're case. good. We're good. Yes. So then, there's a second study that I read, um, and this one will be familiar to our listeners who. Um, tuned in for the Bachelor episode that we did about attachment styles. Um, And this one is titled Adult Attachment and Online Dating Deception, A Theory Modernized. Um, And it was published in 2020, so two years ago. And it makes the assumption based on the data that people with a higher attachment anxiety appear to be more prone to perpetrating catfishing and are more likely to be victims of catfishing compared to individuals with more secure attachment orientations. Perhaps concerns of rejection and distrust about one's own self-worth motivate the deceptive self-presentation that underlies catfish perpetration by highly anxious individuals. Maintaining a relationship without setting the self at risk might allow for relational closeness while protecting the self. But the interesting thing is why anxious individuals are victims of catfishing is less clear. But those who are anxious do perpetrate catfishing more often. Okay, so that's surprising. I would have thought that people who like have the balls to pull off mm-hmm. catfishing would be more secure, right? Like if not, because I feel like you got to fake it till you make it sort of situation. So that's yeah. surprising to me. I feel like anxiety leading to, you know, all of the above factors such as, yeah. you know, um, neuroticism, such mm-hmm. as susceptibility to addiction, such as, um, you know, being a hopeless romantic. I feel like I understand, I can see how that aligns with anxiety. Yeah. 
So that, you know, obviously I, I, we don't know the reason, but I feel like that makes sense to me, but I am very, very surprised that those same, we'll say qualities Mm -hmm. would make someone more inclined to, to, to catfish someone. Or I, I guess I, sorry, I understand like why you would be more inclined to do it because you're like, maybe, you know, let's use this guy, the Tinder swindler. Maybe he, you know, he came from a not very well-off family. Although I thought he did. His dad is like the head rabbi for El Al, like the the national airline. I I imagine if it's a national airline of a of a country, they're paying you pretty well. But I, I don't know. Let's just say, right? Maybe you know it, it wasn't necessarily this billionaire lifestyle that he thought he deserved or or should be from. So I guess I can understand like wanting to put up a front. Yeah. But I feel like as somebody who's anxious, I would never have the balls. Like I would never have the balls to to mm. even try to pull off some, like a scam because I know that I would just like crumble under the the slightest change in yeah. direction, you know? So I think it's it's multi-tiered here because the reasons why people catfish aren't necessarily like like there's even layers as to why people catfish, right? Like there are people who are like trying to scam them out of money. There are the people who are trying to catfish to try to get nudes. Right? Like some sort of sexual gratification. Uh, Then there are the people who are catfishing because they really are self conscious and are worried about the rejection. And so they put up this persona, right? So I think that there's like a multitude of layers there. So, um, but I do, I, I do, I find it interesting that they didn't understand why anxious individuals were more likely to be victims of catfishing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious why they were like, oh, it's less clear, when in actuality I think it's actually quite clear because when you're anxious, if someone is coming in and they play the psychological distress just right, like if they pretended to be more of an avoidant and how they were interacting with that person, they could get them more hooked. Because as we know, anxious attachments, like – they're just like, why, why yeah. won't this person love me? Like, why won't they talk to me? And then they'll keep trying and trying and they'll get activated. And remember how we talked about what happens when an anxious attachment gets activated, like they get a little crazy with the incessant calling and like you psychologically <laughs> hook them to the distress. Right. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why they would be more likely to be victims of catfishing. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, huh. but yeah, I mean this whole, and also Talking about Simone Simon, however he pronounces his first name, <laughs> um, he's just such an extreme case that I think it's really hard to take these studies or any of the data and really fit it to fit who he is because this is a once in a lifetime, I think, like opportunity for someone to have been able to do this at that scale. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean, think I mean- we'll see something like this again. I feel like I'm, I'm personally like very discouraged about the human population. Like mm. I personally, I'm like, guys, guys, there's like some shit going on in the world. And here we are right. spending our grocery say, dollars. <laughs> your grocery dollars. I love that this is becoming thematic. Um, our I'm very concerned about this. I'm very uh-huh. concerned about the price of avocados going up. Like I'm a clearly, very, very I'm glad that about. I'm not the only person who was stressed about this because I intentionally no. went to Trader Joe's to buy avocados after hearing the news. No, <laughs> I'm really, I'm very concerned about this development. Um, <laughs> put it this way. Mark went grocery shopping the other day and he noticed how expensive things were getting and like 
Mark doesn't mm. notice things like that. So like if it's that, like it's bad. But anyway, sorry. So back to Simone Leviev or Simon Leviev, whatever his name is. Um, Simon Hayut, his real last name. Sure. I don't even know what he goes by anymore. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I no. Okay. I, I hope. Let's, let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. I hope that people learn from this and that people mm. are not are susceptible to yeah. like this kind of deceit in the future. Um, I will but it say, also reminds me, uh, uh-huh. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Did not mean to interrupt No, you. I was just going to say another thing that like, I, I kind of feel like I, like what you said about, you know, middle-aged women, for example, are usually, mm-hmm. uh, victims of this. It made me think about like 90 day fiance. Like oh, yeah. how often do you see, I feel like more often than not, when you have a reaction, that's like, is she fucking kidding me? Like she actually thought this guy liked her. Mm. It is, you know, an, uh, I was going to say overweight, but that's sometimes true, often true. It's like an overweight, middle-aged woman. Yeah. And, and, and again, I just feel like it's like, you can sense the desperation for love and for affection. And so, yeah, like if a, a, a young or an old or whatever, if like a guy tells you you're beautiful, it's like googly eyes. It's a hard eye emoji from them. Yeah. But we're well, all like, really? Yeah. So that's what I, I think I was just thinking about Jenny. I don't know if you remember her. I haven't watched any defense in a while, but like Jenny, the one who like basically sold her house in Palm Springs and decided to move to India. Yes. But like okay. Originally, that is the one I thought it was. Yeah. And, but like originally he had catfished her, but then I guess oh. fell in love with her. Okay. I didn't know if he really loved her. Oh, I I think he did because he ended up like getting exiled from his family so that he could marry Jenny and be with her. Okay. I I must not have finished it, but okay, fine. I mean, but even that, right? Like she was so willing, right? Like I just, I can't imagine like being deceived, being catfish and then being like, yeah, let me move. Let me, yeah, you know, trust you again, but maybe I just have trust issues. I mean, girl, but also what's scary about that story or hilarious to me is that he was married and still had her come over and like got an apartment and had this whole life. And then the way Jenny found out that he was married was when his family came to the house or to the apartment and like forced themselves in there. Um, Okay. I didn't know any of this. What? So I didn't watch it. Oh yeah. No, it got wild. Um, Oh, I got to go back to the It's an interesting... Oh, girl, you got to watch it. Um, I will say, though, one of the things that Tinder is doing, and I just read this as part of like some uh, part of like their newsroom updates, but apparently back in August, they said that they were going to start implementing ID verification, um, Ah. like actually ensuring that the person who's setting up the account um, Is. is that person to help like cut um, back on catfishing scams, which I think is actually a good job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they should have done that from the get go, but they're starting to roll it out. Um, shortly and rolling Stat. it out slowly. Yeah. This is a they PZ zero thing. If I ever heard of one, <laughs> well, with the negative press that they're probably getting. Oh, hundred um, percent. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said, you know, I, I feel like there are certain catfishing situations, you know, like the ones where the person like, Oh, I can't, I can't ever video chat you conveniently or whatever it is like Mm. those types of things. And I'm like, really? Come on. Like 
but also I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to feel, you know, I don't know if, if I was suddenly single, knock on wood or whatever, would I, would I fall for that? I'd like to think no. I do, I do feel though, like this particular situation, I feel like it, I understand how they were like, this guy's legit. Like he flies around a private jet. He, you know, yeah. like, so I, I, I do get it, but, um, but I do not condone anyone using their avocado dollars on this GoFundMe. <laughs> so out of pocket. I love you. I so really much. don't. I don't condone that. I think it's ridiculous. Like, no, yeah. send it to, send it to the animals, send it to the dogs. The people who like deserve to be, well, you know, I will say that as part of their GoFundMe, um, like this is what they, what they wrote originally. You're probably here because you've heard about our story and we appreciate you taking the time to search and find this page. The past few days have been a whirlwind and we three, Aileen, Pernilla, and Cecile, have been completely shocked and floored by the flood of compassion and support from everyone. The sheer love is more than we expected and we appreciate you all so much. After careful consideration and many chats, we've decided to start this GoFundMe fundraiser. So many people reached out to us asking if we had one. It hadn't occurred to us to make one prior to this. However, we've spotted plenty of fakes, which makes us uneasy. We don't want more people getting defrauded. We realize there are a thousand other worthy causes to donate to and remain forever grateful if you choose to donate to this one. All we want are our lives back. Whatever. Sorry. I think it's it's nicely written. Um, I think it's nicely written, but I also think they weren't going to write some shit sob story. Of course. Of course. I will say though, like, look, if you're getting publicity from a documentary and there's like a lot of hate that you're getting, which they have been getting a lot of hate, like yeah. a lot of fire from people. Um, I would say, fuck yeah, do it. See what you can get out of it. Like you guys are like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt due to this fucker. And you don't know when you're going to get that money back if you're ever going to get that money back from him. So like, if you can ride that publicity wave, ride that, ride those 15 minutes of fame, homegirls. That's how I feel about it. Fine. I'll be sending my money to the dogs. I know. I know you will. (laughs) I know you will. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, we're really lucky. I I think this is why I jokingly tell Pierre that I could never divorce him because like I see what my single friends go through with the dating scene. And I don't think I would have the strength or the patience to deal with such dumb fuckery. Um, and on top of that, like having to also put the like mental bandwidth of protecting myself so that I'm not a victim to a scam. Like that's a whole other fucking layer to it. Um, so yeah. So Pierre, if you're listening to this episode, you can never leave me and I can never leave you because we are not built for this kind of world. (laughs) Mark, I'm going to be fine because apparently I am not at risk. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be fine. Don't you worry about me. Um, And if any one of our listeners has a catfish story they'd like to share with us, please do. Um, DM us on the Instas. Yeah, we'd love to hear it and even like bring it up um, in one of our future episodes. So uh, with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. 
Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 